You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello and welcome to the award-nominated podcast, All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral, with me, Steve Sidwell, and of course, Joe Cole. Joining us today, our guest is a former England international who lit up the wings at every club he played for during an 18-year career. These days, he's lighting up the screens with his excellent punditry. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show, Matt Jarvis. Wow, how are you, mate? Great introduction. Thank it you very much. Great. Well, yeah. not only uh, the introduction about you obviously coming on the show, but award-nominated, Cobley. Award, no, the boys have got the tuxedos ready for tonight. They are. It's going to be a it's big one. Cause uh, absolute should we let the uh, Should we let the viewers know what the... Um, the category is yeah. Go on, let's have a look. Let's see, I've got let's it. Have... I've got it here. Um, it's a big one. It's for best sponsored and branded podcast. Yeah, and we're up against it. We're yeah. up against it. We've got uh, engineering matters. Uh, <laughs> we've got Olive Magazine podcast. We've got a brush with. What? Um, yeah. We've got the, the favourites American Metamorphosis. They're the favourites, um, are they? So we're up against it, Barbara Counts, but I fancy us. And hey, if not, I'm sure the crew will have a good night. Yeah. Who's going to do the speech? Do we know? Oh, let's hope, first of all, let's hope <laughs> next week. going up. Let's hope next week we say award winning oh, podcast. Imagine that. So, Straight on the Wikipedia so page. Jarvo, how are you, mate? You all good? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for getting me on. Let's go back to the beginning. Started at Millwall, is that right? That's and true, then yeah. uh, got released when you were 16 years old. Yeah, so, trying to get the youth team. Yeah, youth so team contract. Let's go right to that point. So when that happened and you get it released, is it a case of, is it something else to look into? Or is it still a case of, right, we'll look to another club? No, of, to, to, to be honest, it was, a, it was a tough one for me to get, you know, to get told you're not good enough at 16 is always yeah. going to be hard. But for me, I remember straight after it, getting told you walked out and there was a Gillingham scout. And he was like, you know, come straight in. We've got a game tomorrow. Like, I want you to come. And I was like, nah. Like, I, I just couldn't get my head around it. Mm. And then luckily mm. for me, like, he chased me for like a week, <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. And like, eventually, because I was like, no, I'll just go and play with my mates. You know, I, yeah. I, I'll do that. And then I went back to Gillingham, uh, went on trial, played four or five games. I was useless. I, honestly, I was. I, my head, like, confidence had gone, massive yeah. hit. You know, being a wide player, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you thrive on just yeah. being confident and doing all that. I was useless, but they must have seen something. And then I got offered a youth team contract and then that all changed for me then after that. Yeah. Just started pre-season and then psh, you just... I just hit the ground running. I mean, well, you excelled at Gillingham. You made the PFA League One Team of the Year, 2006-2007. Is it still a special club? Yeah. Gillingham? Well, it's where it all started for me. Yeah. yeah that's why I, I sort of, well, it's where I made my name, but also where, you know, my confidence just took a, a, a huge move in the right direction mm-hmm. from, from 16 onwards. Um, gave them an opportunity, great club. I still go back and see them every now and mm-hmm. again. And, and the fans have, uh, yeah, always taken to me and, and still do now. Yeah. So, yeah, great yeah. club. Yeah, brilliant. So, look, your eye-catching displays caught interest from yeah. other clubs. What made you go and sign for Mick McCarthy's Wolves? Mick McCarthy. Mm. Really? Yeah. Probably the best manager I've ever played for. Um, A lot of people <clears> say that. Yeah. yeah. In, what, in, what, in what way? Just uh, the biggest thing I say is, is his honesty. Like, mm. he, he'll tell you whether you've played well, he'll tell you whether you've you not played well. Yeah. And there's no beating around the bush. He won't say, oh, like, Joe, like... Um, I'm going to leave you this time, but you're going to play on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, like, you, yeah, yeah. like, Tuesday game comes, they win, and then come to Saturday, oh, look, they've won, I'm going to have to, like, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. He, none of that. He would say, yeah. right, yo, Friday morning, you know what it's like, Friday mm. morning, curly finger. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> manager wants to see you, he'll be like, oh, God, to go yeah. up and see him, and he'll go, like, Jarvo, 
you're not going to play today. Um, this is the reason why, you know, whatever it was. And you could argue it back and you go, yep, yeah, that's fine. But that's the reason why you're not playing. Yeah. Be ready because I'll need you to come on, you know. <clears throat> and then, and, but you, you'd take mm-hmm. that. And he was on the training pitch every day. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I flew out to Portugal to meet him. He was on holiday playing golf. Uh, and I flew out to meet him, sat down. He told me what he was building at Wolves and why he wanted me to be there. And then, you know, I, I came back and I'm pretty much signed straight away. It was that easy for yeah. me. It's a great. I was actually on a golf trip with Mick um, last week, and it's the first time I've actually seen him. Was you? Was you at Wolves when I only signed? When I was at uh, my miss? Yeah, this is a no, I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, this is a great yeah. story. So I was at Villa at the time, and we was looking for a loan move to get out. It was January, so I've got the loan move. Sp- spoke to Mick on the phone. I was like, Mick, listen, I'm going to do it. Let's go. And he said, Right, okay. So we went to watch Wolves Chelsea on the Friday night, and you guys won. You beat Chelsea one 0 at Molyneux guys were in for a warm down Saturday morning I'm in there as well everyone's in there all the lads I knew a lot of lads anyway yeah. Kevin Dorr and the lads I knew yeah. from Reading so I'm in there in the physio room doing my medical and I'm on the machine all of a sudden the agents just pop these head in the door and he's giving it the old curly finger he's need a word so I've gone what's up he goes Fulham I want to sign mm. you so uh, I go alright come on who's you know is, what, have you made contact yet Sparky's called Mark Hughes has called he said it's, gonna, it's done Mm. I was like, right, I said, let's get in the car quickly. And I said, let's phone him first. I said, I need to make sure if I'm driving down the M40, I can't, yeah, yeah. I'll give Mick my word. So we're in the car, speaking to, to Mark. He's gone, yeah, listen, get down here. It's all agreed. Do the medical, which is fine. You fit. No problems. All of a sudden, this big shadow has just appeared yeah. in the window. Isn't it? I just heard that on the window. And I've undone it about that much. And I've gone, all right. And he's just nearly, is there a problem? But, uh, and I've gone, yeah, there could be Mick. And he's gone, come on in, let's go and sort it out like men. Yeah. So we've gone in the, in the thingy and uh, I sat down, I said, Mick, I said, Fulham have come in, you know, it's home for me. It's, yeah, it's home yeah. for me. And he, he said, look, he said, is it about the, the loan contract? Do you want years or do you want it to be a permanent? I said, Mick, I said, it's just back home. I said, yeah. logistically, and he, and he said, he said, if I could get you by your fucking scoff, you know, I'll throw you out of the office. He said, go on, fuck off. Like, <laughs> but he said, oh, he, but after that, he actually calmed down and said, if I could go back, because all his family yeah. from London as well, from yeah, Bromley. Yeah. And, uh, and I hadn't seen him. I'd, we'd crossed paths ever yeah, so slightly, yeah. but it was the first time I'd seen him last week, and yeah. it was good as gold. Yeah, there's, that's right, good, it's, yeah, it's yeah, either it black or white, there's no yeah, grave yeah, with him. Exactly. And that's what you want as a player, I suppose, yeah. Longo. You want honesty from yeah. whether you're going to get dropped or whether you're playing, you're in good form or bad form. I don't know why I don't know why it's not like the first thing. You speak to any player we've had on here, and, and they talk about good managers, and the first why is he good? Well, he's honest. Yeah. I think, like, why would you bother not being honest with yeah. the players? I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I won the, uh, I managed the, <laughs> win the Endeavour Cup with the Colbert Royals Vets, my team, on Sunday. I had a few difficult, I just dropped a few lads, like, a few dangerous lads as well. <laughs> <laughs> were, they, were these planned conversations on the planned day? Conversations. I'd, on done the a, I'd done a couple the day before. A couple on the day, yeah. left, left a few to the last minute, keep them on tender. <laughs> if you know them, one of them players you can leave. But it was just honest. Yeah. Just honest. And they respected that? I think so. Oh, yeah. oh, it's it's Wednesday years. and we won the cup and we're still my pals. During your time at Wolves, did you, I mean, as you said there, mixed black and white, was there any sort of bust up, not between you, but in the, in that squad, because it was quite a, a vocal squad, if I remember, was there any bust ups yeah. with, with Mick along the way or any Mick disagreements? along the way, there's always going to be disagreements, you know, there's always going to be like, you know, people are not playing, they're not happy, they want to be playing. But at that point in time, you know, I think you just moved from Reading. When we were first like, uh, um, in a championship, that team that when mm. got promotion, we were all very similar ages. You know, we had a few older mm. pros like Jody Craddock, who was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, 
but we'd all never played in the Premier League. So it was like that enthusiasm to get yeah, us up there. Everyone yeah. was like yeah. together, you know, going out at a weekend as a massive group. You know, it yeah. was ha- have that to get yeah. us through. And that was that was where everyone sort of stuck together. And that's ultimately, I think, don't go wrong, we, we, we played really well and we had good, but that team togetherness yeah. got us through that year and got promoted. Then you're yeah. in your Premier League and then, you know, everyone wants to play in the Premier League. So you're always going to have disagreements with the manager and that. But the, the, the team as a, as a whole was, mm. was pretty good. Yeah. Mm. You know, we, we had to start wearing shin pads in training. Mm-hmm. Like, but that was a thing. There's a great chemistry when you get, I've done it twice with Wright and Reading. Mm. And when you get promoted and, you, and they keep the nucleus of the team, there's a great yeah. chemistry that goes... Yeah. Follows on, I think. Was that similar yeah. with you, Sids, in the sense when you got promotion? Was it because I, f- I think that's the ingredient you need young, hungry players to yeah, get pr- promotions yeah. with a little sprinkling of experience? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. exactly what we had. I mean, the first year with Reading, uh, we got promoted. We in the in the Premier League, we spent I think a million quid on Sol Ki Hyung from yeah. we got it from Wolves, and we finished seventh in the Prem. Yeah, we finished just outside. Yeah, I remember. Europe. It was so, unbelievable. And it was one of them. It just, it just snowballs on, doesn't it? Yeah. But you spent five years at Wolves. You won the promotion. Do you look back at, at that <clears throat> at that period in your career and say that was the best? It's difficult. I think that's what sort of, that's how I sort of got onto the platform. That's like Wolves. Everyone remembers me as that, that winger, that type of player that, that I got England called up at, yeah. at Wolves. That was sort of like the, the big bit. But, you know, going to West Ham was we finished tenth in the first season. You know, yeah. it's incredible after yeah. being promoted um, through the playoffs. You know, finishing tenth in the first season is pretty yeah. pretty impressive. So, but as far as me, you know, I, that last season in it, Wolves, you know, I, I know everyone uses about stats, but I I get told this stat, and I, I put in the most crosses in Europe and most successful cross in Europe in that season in at West at Wolves and the first season at West Ham. Wow. So, like playing in my in my in my you know. Pinnacle, I suppose. Yeah, That's where yeah. I was, you know, most effective. I suppose. I suppose you could do that at Wolves because a lot of viewers and listeners won't know. But how big is Molyneux's pitch, by the way? Yeah, it's yeah, massive. Yeah. So, yeah. did you feel like when you was at home, having all the space and time to just run at people? Yeah, like that. I mean, yeah, that was my game. I, I loved it. Every time I got the ball, you know, the crowd would be like, you know, mm, you just feel that buzz. Then yeah. you and I just want to take people on, and you know, that the the pitch helps because it was huge. At Molyneux, right? It was it was huge. But that was that was how we used to play like yeah. get it wide get across in the box that was the championship we had two wingers me and Kites on either wing and you just get it wide get the balls in the box we had two goal scorers yeah. we had uh, Chris Uelamo and yeah. uh, Silvani backs Blake in the box and then when we went to the Prem we sort of changed playing with one up top and then we had Kevin Doyle yeah. we had Stephen Fletcher you know mm. it, it was just get it wide get it in the box and that that's what I used to do he's an old fashioned winger job we, we yeah. obviously our paths crossed at West Ham and he'd get the crowd off their feet yeah. you know like them yeah. ones with bang he's out there playing off the right on the left I didn't know you had the most crosses in Europe Oh, that's, that's, that's an incredible stat. Yeah. Successful as well. Successful. Successful. Yeah, I know. It's not just because everybody used to it. say, yeah, that's what we used to do, <laughs> yeah. just chuck it in the box. But no, yeah. it was like, yeah, yeah. it was all no, right. That, that's, that's in, that is impressive. But yeah, players, fans love watching players. Yeah. Like, take people on. And, 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 and when he gets, like Java, when he, yeah. when he picked up a head of steam and he could go both ways. I know the West Ham fans used to love watching him. I, I, the, the thing about Java is I remember he was just direct... But mm. you know, as a striker, when they with a winger, you just want someone you know that you got that telepathic where they mm. go down to the byline, they know we're going to cross mm. it, not yeah, get it, chop it, yeah. chop mm. it. So you mm. can't just stop and start in your mm. runs where you was just half a yard cross. Yeah, mm. we had like 
a thing at West Ham and at, and at Wolves. Like it was one of them that if if you knew that if I was if I was knocking it and running it down the line, you knew that the either cross was either going to be dinked to the far or yeah. cut back. You know, if you were mm-hmm. cutting in on the right, it was like get your run across goal. If everyone missed it, it was going into the far post. Yeah, you know? mm. it was. It wasn't like rocket science, yeah. you know. There was a few crosses that you would do, depending yeah. on where I was going, and that that was it. Like you know, you imagine like I had all the strikers like shouting and screaming at me. You know, Andy, yeah. Yeah. he would just be like, "Javo, hang it up, like <laughs> just hang it up." You know, you try and whip balls in, he'd be yeah. like, "No, just hang." Yeah. He wants to see yeah. it, yeah. but you know, that, you just got to do what you you get told yeah. to do and wear the mm-hmm. positions. And Sam was a big big believer in you had yeah. that like pomo yeah, you know yeah, that's yeah, what he yeah, used to yeah, say yeah. like where you used to put the ball you yeah. know and that was either that far stick or cut back or the near post they were yeah. the three positions that you wanted the ball to yeah, go to yeah i mean he, he, he sam like as much as we played with sam like he, he did simplify the game for his yeah, players yeah. like he tried to get the, the, the absolute basics like really when i think about him tactically very very simple very yeah. basic and he yeah. kept it i remember him telling Jarvo, i mean he should drive me mad when i was the planet side he, he'd try and control like get it get it yeah, cross yeah, yeah i mean it was never good for me no I was, like, I, I was more of an inside player yeah than Jav, but i was like i used to have to be creative like i, I just i didn't like right it's either gonna go there there or there yeah. i liked I, I wouldn't get made up and play what i see yeah but sam would be like it'd be on Jav, I was like right and if he didn't cross it when he wanted it, it was that moment he get, <laughs> get, yeah. you get it you get so yeah. wolves get relegated yep and then you get the move to west ham <clears throat> yep what so you obviously joined Coley in the West Ham team. What was your first impressions of of Joe? Well, uh, it was a bit. He, he came a bit later, actually. A, yeah, a few oh, years, oh, later. Yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah. yeah, but no, I, you know, I, I say grew up. No, I played a, against Joe. I seen all of his. It was it was great to to come back and mm. when he come back and just to, to enjoy watching him train. Like his enthusiasm to to play in the training sessions and the games at the end were were a joke you know you'd be one of them like, like the five o's at the end you know just you'd want him in your team because every time you get the ball you just try and take everyone on score yeah. goals he just that that was just that's sort of my first sort of things of training of watching yeah. joe was it was a joke he liked his enthusiasm for it you had some real characters in that west ham team didn't you yeah. kevin nolan obviously nobles there ginge yeah did you feel like there was a they always feel whenever you speak to a west ham player it always yeah. feels like they love it there's love always ham, a togetherness yeah. in that dressing room that's that's the biggest thing, I think. Yeah. It's the changing room, like yeah. group of lads. I think you, it can't have been long when you came and we we had a trip to Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the. That, I mean, them trips yeah. get the team. That's yeah. bonding I know sessions. There's a story and they, coming from a Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like them, them sort of trips yeah. make it. But that's what it was like on a day. Just under Sam as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he was he was he must have been pretty loose to go. Listen, you've done your training. You've had a night out. Was I mean, there plenty of nights out. Yeah. He, he didn't stay at the same hotel as us. <laughs> Did not? <laughs> no. Mate, no. Didn't, didn't see him. Like, got it through. I'm in the riffraff, and he's gone. He was flying. in the birch. Like, he yeah. was, no, no joke. I don't know That's... how he got it through with the board. Like, it was no. like because, like, like I said, I'd had I'd, I'd left West Ham at 21. I'd had ten. I'd had ten years away, and then I'd come back. Right, and in them ten years, I've been seven, eight years at Chelsea, year at Liverpool, year at Lille. Right, so all of them, all of them clubs were Champions League or Europa League. Yeah, like expected to win things. Right, so. Then I come back to West Ham and you had to change your mindset because it was like, it's a relegation battle we was coming into when I come in at the time. And I was thinking, right, first thing Sam said to me, we're going to Dubai in February for warm weather training. And I was like, oh, that's a f- all right. so this sports science thing he's talking about, this is, this is true, like he's on it, like we're going to get the warm weather training in, there's going to be like, did not see him for a week. He was just, toes were dipped in the beach, whatever he was doing, we did no training. No way. And um, I thought, oh, 
this is not good. We we got relegation battle. Yeah. Like, like don't like what you said. But then we come back from it and just by giving the lads that week break. Yeah, we had a few nights out. There's a tell a lie. There was maybe one or two sessions. I don't even think Sam was there. But it wasn't yeah. there. one of the sessions was walk along the beach <laughs> in our training kit. That's, and you're in a relegation. But what I would say is it galvanised. Yeah, you know, just like he knew, like, like he was. Not a lot of managers would be brave enough to, to do that. They'd no. be on their like, working on shape or fitness. He knew yeah. that the, probably the lads needed a bit of a breather, didn't I he? I think it, brought, it brings everyone together, not just like the, you know, the, the yeah. British lads. It yeah. brought the whole squad yeah. and everyone joined in, you yeah. know, and I think mean, we, we did it every year that he was there. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I'll have mm. to double check it, but I don't think we lost a game when we oh, come back, as oh. in like that next yeah. game. Yeah. It was like, you can't lose that yeah. game. Yeah, like, you yeah, had yeah. to get a result, otherwise yeah, yeah. the following year, you were never going to get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and we didn't. And we... Yeah. That that trip was it did wonders for team and, spirit and, and, and that literally them trips are literally as you say minimal training. It's more sort yeah, of change yeah, yeah. of scenery. Boys, there was a lot going, of other clubs out there doing yeah, a lot of training. Go and enjoy. Obviously, there's other clubs training, other working clubs, hard, yeah. but you're yeah. just on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Eighteen to thirty, <laughs> yeah. it was ridiculous. I was I like, so, yeah. I was like, what's what, what's what? Am I still oh, am I still a footballer? Here? I'm like, like, yeah. like, we just it was like I said, meet up, have a walk on the beach, but. It worked, and, yeah. and Sam's record at keeping teams up, yeah. you know, because you need that to get in a relegation battle. Eighty percent of the games we've all played in them, you play, you don't have the ball, do you? So yeah. you need to be concentrated, you need to yeah. be dogged, you need to be together, you need to rely on like defensively. So that is that actually becomes more important that togetherness, and also giving the lads a breather. Because yeah. if, if by February you're not match fit, what the what, you know what you've been doing all season, you're not going to be fit. So you just give the lads a breather, change the scenery. And it worked. But I still, to this day, don't know how he gets it through with all of the oh, owners yeah, of the club. Well, he won't now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> any, any fun stories from Dubai? Any, any players missing the bus? Or, no. uh... Didn't you have to do like some um, media? Did you have to go on and do a game when um, you were out there? I'm sure you were on the screen. I, I was, had to go and do some media. Yeah, stuff, there was a little bit of media, but that was probably a, yeah, like we, someone... We were all sat in the bar. Yeah, everyone was in the bar and I was doing something <laughs> for the club. Like, But no, I like that. We just had some good nights yeah. out. Was, there was I'm there was sure. boats involved, and I'm sure, wasn't it? The last boat parties. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there, there, there was the one one thing. There was the I'm, I don't know if it was the same trip, but it was the last day. We were all dressed to go down for training. I think it was like half three. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so we all had to meet in reception, ready to yeah. go. And then Sam brought us all into like the you know the foyer bit, a bit to the side, yeah. and he got us all together and go right, lads. What we're going to do is we're going to all we're going to go back upstairs. Yeah. We're all going to get changed. Yeah. We're all going to put the kit, you know, in Pete's room yeah. uh, and Jamo's room, and then we're going to meet downstairs at four o'clock in the bar, and we're just going to have a drink and pizza, and we're all going to stay there together because we, yeah. we were leaving the next morning yeah, at like yeah, yeah. seven in the morning, yeah. and that yeah. was it. Yeah. Like everyone was buzzing, you know, straight upstairs, <laughs> kit, laundry room. That was it downstairs, and everyone stayed pizza, beer all yeah. night. Like getting yeah. on a bus the next day was like. You know. Everyone's in the same boat. But everyone was buzzing. And yeah. it was just that turnaround from like, we're all going training, we're going home the next mm. day to then, that was it. That, it was we, great. That was carnage that night. We had one just quickly with uh, Stoke. We, uh, everyone goes to Dubai for more yeah. weather, don't they? When I was at Stoke, um, Hoofy was in a bad way, Robert Hoof. And uh, the next day's training, only kind of like five sides, but it was the older ones could pick the teams. Mm. So like four or five captains. Mm. So Hoofy just picked all the youngsters, basically. Yeah, yeah. So obviously he's, he's still probably half pissed. Yeah. And uh, he's got all the young ones running around just ratting. And, and no one obviously knew we had been out. 
like in terms of staff, so Sparky came around, Mark Hughes, and he was like, to, we was on the sideline, he's gone to us. He's experienced, isn't he? He's clever. <laughs> Ufie, he knows what he's doing in terms of like picking his own team for them to yeah. just go and do all the uh, all the running around. That's clever, so, that. Yeah, happens all the time. But listen, as you say, it works. It works because you come back and you feel refreshed, yeah. and then you uh, and you go again. So that year, you didn't get relegated either, did you? No, no, no. 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 I think that was the same year that I was at Fulham and we got yeah. relegated because I remember yeah. playing against you at uh, Craven Cottage. Yes, when you uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, Nobby got sent off in that game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I mean, then, listen. They weren't after Dubai, though. So. No, no, no. <laughs> weren't after Dubai. Definitely not. But relegation, like I said, I'm lucky. I had a broad spectrum in my career. Like, you get to see the top end and you'll see the relegation battles. Playing in a relegation battle is so much more pressure yeah. than playing at the top end of the table, yeah. in my opinion. I'm yeah. like... Because I know when I'm playing for Chelsea or Lille or Liverpool and we're going for, to win things, you're going to have the ball. If you've got the ball, you're in control. When you was playing for West Ham, I found, I found it so difficult because Sam would almost concede possession to the yeah. other team and it'll be like we'd only want to make four, three or four passes get it to Jarbo get the cross in and I'll be like oh, let's, yeah. let's, let's enjoy the ball yeah, a little yeah. bit but it's, uh, I, found it, I found it tough but Before we move on with West Ham you went there for a, a, a big sum of money did you feel pressure yeah. when you went there for that? Yeah I think you know whenever you go anywhere and you're club record signing it's, it's difficult um, you, the expectation level grows but luckily for me Andy come and signed the following year and it was out of my hands. Yeah. This, uh, he took the mantle. But um, yeah, there's always pressure. Andy there's Carroll. Pre- yeah. yeah. There's, there's always pressure. And the, the West Ham fans are so passionate. And, you know, although I had a good season and we finished 10th, you know, there's still, you know, you, you, you're always, you want to be the, the best player on the pitch every week when you're, mm. you know, you, you, yeah, everyone says your club record sign, that, that does bring a lot of pressure. But... As I said, it was only for the season. Trust me, play, play, I've seen a lot of players come in for big money at West Ham and, and really struggle because the fans are demanding. Yeah. West Ham fans are demanding, especially at Upton Park where it was so tight. You know, honest bunch and they, they're great fans, but they were demanding. So Jarvo done done well to hold that mantle. Like, but mm. when Andy come in, Andy was like, come straight from Liverpool, Andy, and he was huge. And you can't miss him, can you, with the hair yeah. and the size? And he took a lot of the pressure off the team. Yeah. And yeah. he was the focal point for everything Sam wanted. No, big number yeah. nine, bang. But yeah, but Jarvo done, Jarvo yeah. done great. When, when, when Andy Carroll signed, did you think, this is perfect for me? Well, is it for in your game in terms of crosses? Yeah. Well, funny enough, when, when I signed, um, I, I saw Sam, you know, not long after I'd signed. And, um, you know, just at training, I come straight to the training mm-hmm. ground. And he was like, oh, I've, you know, I've got someone for you. And I was like, oh, and Andy, he said, oh, I'm, I'm getting Andy on loan. This was on loan stuff. Yeah. Like, mm. And he was like, you'd put the most crosses in you. He'd done the most headers yeah. from crosses yeah. in like, I think it was in the league or in, in Europe. And yeah. I was like, this is just the perfect combination. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't get to play that often, no. unfortunately. But mm. whenever we did, like I said, he was just like, you just you just had to put it in an area for him because mm. he was just like a battering ram and just come and just take everyone out of the way. He's, he, he had a lot more... I know he's still playing the big man and that, but he's a lot more quality than people yeah. in credit. Do you know Definitely. what I mean? He's, he, with the ball, you know, he's a good finisher... Yeah, you know, and I always felt with him. I mean, he's, he's my, my pal. I speak to him, but I felt with him like you'd want to slow. I'd want you'd want to slow his whole game down. He's one of them players I'd like to have coached because he, he he's so committed. You see him in training, he'd fly into and or in the game, he'd jump for balls that he no right to win, and he'd get injured. When if he would have been able, I think as a younger man, to really slow down his game, understand how to use his body rather yeah. than just as a battering ram, he'd he'd have played. Hundreds more games, scored more goals because his technique was good. Mm. You know, he was he was a good player, and I know he's still going, and I want him to 
to get back up. He's one of them players I think, I wish I could have got to him and just said, listen, why don't you try this? Why don't you do this session? Why instead, of, instead, of, instead of for the first three times, peeling onto the fullback and edding the back of the centre-half's head and falling over and landing on your back, why don't you just give him a little nudge, yeah. bang, receive a few to feet, stay within the sticks... You know, I think there was, there was, I think the big man when he's when his career finishes, I think it, it'll be obviously it'll be frustrated because of the amount of injuries he's had. But he he was a real talented footballer. Mm. Yeah. Um, right. Let's go to uh, what really happened. We want to go back to a moment in your career. We yeah. want to find out more about it. We want to go back to 2011. You brought it up earlier on, and it was when you got called up for England. So tell us, you was playing at Wolves at the time. Just tell us, how did you find out about the news? Um, well, um, we played Villa the day before. Uh, sorry, on the Saturday, early kickoff, uh, and we away, and we won one nil. I scored, and I went home because it was the early kickoff. So I went back down south after the game. I come back up the Sunday evening, just got through the the door, uh, and I got a text message, and it was like from the FA. You know, mm. you've been selected for England, and you, you, you always like mm. <laughs> oh, someone having like someone winding me up here. I know it's happened before. Yeah, you yeah. know, so. I'll, about a minute later, I then get a call and it was from someone at the FA saying, yeah, like you have been called who up. Who was like, it, Jarvo? I, I, honestly, off the top of my head now, I was so like in shock, I ain't got yeah. a clue who it was. Can I just say, like, Capello was in charge. Yeah. Right? Yes. And, like, you know, he, we know that I'm, you know, not big, a big admirer of what he'd done with England, but if you're getting called up for England, right? Yeah, I know. You want the manager, right? You got, uh, one of the only jobs you've got to do is call, a fresh player come to the squad. You yeah. want a manager calling you. Yeah. Saying, so, listen, Listen, Matt, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've done a great season. I'm really looking forward to working with you. I've watched you. You know, straight away, straight away, you get a secretary ringing you, telling mm. you, it's, it's nonsense. Like, yeah. anyway, that's my rank. Yeah, so that's <laughs> fine. That's, that's why I'm here, players. Um, but yeah, so it was just like, you know, you've been called up. They're going to, you know, it's going to be on Sky Sports News mm. in half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever you want to tell anyone. Um, you know, bring passport, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I was like, just absolutely like it was amazing you know my wife was there next to me mm. just like just in the, in the kitchen just buzzing and then like calling my family calling my brother she was calling her family and i just couldn't get hold of my mum and dad you know like mm. calling a mobile calling my you know both mobiles yeah. both the landline nothing and i spoke to my brother i was like where like where are they yeah and he was like oh you have to just try because where they were you used to you used to walk up to like a, a an indian at the end of yeah. their road and i was like right i'll, I'll chance it so i called yeah. the restaurant i was like no oh, my, my mum and dad there and i was like yeah yeah i said could you put them on the phone like, <laughs> so i told told them yeah they were they were having a curry oh yeah. i'll be really a large cobra yeah, yeah. No, just going was. back onto joe about um fabio capello there obviously wasn't that intimate phone call to, to say well done no. when you when you first got to the training ground. Yep, or the base. What was his first? Or- so he didn't. He, he, when I first walked into the door, like he was there, and he come up and he goes, he just shook my hand and he goes, oh, you know, um, are you pleased to be here?" It was like his first sort of thing, and I was like, "It's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm delighted." Mm. And he said, "He said you you were you were in you were close, but that goal against Villa got you in got you in the England mm. squad." And I was like, "Okay." Like, Brilliant. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of sugar. Yeah, and a little bit of salt. Like yeah. what you say, Joe. I just think like that should be the, the absolute minimum. Like if I'm, I'm meet first of all, new players coming in, your England manager. As soon as they arrive, yeah, you should be the first port yeah. call, right? Yeah. And it shouldn't be, yeah, that goal got you in. You was like close, <laughs> and it should be like, right, come in. This is what it means. Come into, come in here. This is my coaching staff meeting everyone. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. And this is what it means 
to play for England. Yeah. Maybe a little presentation, like anything you need. You want because when you go into somewhere new, like Jarvo's walking in there, he don't know where he goes to get his kit, who he goes if he needs to sort his tickets yeah. out. Blah, blah, blah. So like, and this is why Gareth, I think, has done not just this reason because he's engaged with being an England manager. He knows what it means. He knows emotionally. Jarvo, would have, you'd have been nervous walking in there. Yeah. Of course, like, we, like all, we all, we all, we all. I was going to say, did, when you got through the door, did anyone? Did anyone sort of take to you to say, right, the old man's shoulder, this is what you got to, to do? To be fair, or... I was, I was luckily, I, the, the kit man was a Wolves fan. So, oh, right. like, that was, that was yeah. like a, yeah, music to my ears. So, yeah. the kit man's, yeah, it's the hub of everywhere, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, that, that was a good, that was a good starting point. But the, the lads were, they brilliant. I, I don't, I didn't know any of the lads, no. like, mm. you know, as, as, as mates, I suppose, but I played against all of them, like, loads. Mm. So, it was, it was good. They all, you know, got me involved straight away. So, mm. yeah. that was good. There was a table tennis table yeah. there. So, that was good. Are you a table tennis fan, are you? Mm, I'm, I'm okay, but it's not me. It's, uh, it's, it's in the genes. Yeah. My oh, mum right, and dad. Yeah. Oh, the, pa- yeah. the parents or? Both, that? both of them were England number one. Nah, shut yeah. up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Absolutely played it down. England number one. Well, my mum won the uh, European mix, uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was, uh, I'm just giving that one on. Uh, how's your ping points? Go, oh, well, I'm <laughs> subtle to so, a yeah. game or two. You're a player. Don't yeah. get it now. <laughs> but, like, I was, like, obviously I played, but I, I hadn't played for ages. So, like, the first few games I lost, you know. Double-handed Forest No, I lost, like, the first few games. And then after I'd, I'd played a couple of games, yeah. then I warmed up and then, uh, then I beat everyone. And then they found out the next day and then I got battered. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I broke your ice. <laughs> yeah, it was good. See, you're yeah. too nice, Java. If I had that hidden talent, I'd be taking yeah, Freddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be yeah. hustling a few. Look, you said you was nervous going to the yeah. squad. There was more on it because you was the first Wolves player since Steve Ball as well. Yeah. So, like, again, you spoke about pressure there, but did that add, did that add a, a, another dimension to it at all, or is it just a, a case of listen? It's England. It's huge pressure anyway. Yeah, I, d- I, I didn't feel any pressure on regards to like anything else other than me playing for England. Yeah, I, you know, it was you know it's a dream come true. I, mm. you, you, that's what you dream about as a kid to, yeah. to go and play for your country and. And to get that opportunity, I remember just standing, you know, because the, the first game was against Wales uh, and I wasn't involved in that and we played Ghana at Wembley. And um, I remember, you know, I was, I was on the bench and I just remember after the second half, like once the second half started, I was up, like, you know, I was like, yeah, if I was on the bench, I was up, I was running up and down yeah. the touchline and just constantly just looking back, yeah, like, yeah. come on. And then you get that, that wave. And then I just sprinted back and then yeah. you know, you're getting changed. They're trying to show you tactics. You're trying yeah. to constantly, yeah. all you're thinking is, just get me on that pitch. Yeah. And that, that's Brilliant. just, there's just nothing better than that. People don't appreciate, you know, like, because they see you as a footballer. And that moment there, you that's from when you're yeah. seven, eight, nine years of old. You've been yeah. dreaming about that yeah. moment. Right, regardless, you've got to go on and do a job. You've got to play and you've got to be focused. But some it, you, you wouldn't be human unless there's a little bit of part of you that just goes, yeah. mm. wow, this is England, this yeah. is Wembley. Yeah. I, I remember literally walking on the pitch going, that's it, I've done it. I've played yeah. my, no one can take this away yeah, from yeah, me. Yeah, no, yeah, I've played yeah. for my country. But then, yeah. like, I know it's like cliche, but then you're on, you're in the game, you're just yeah. back to yeah, playing yeah, football yeah. and you're, yeah. you're trying to like, try and get a touch as quickly as you possibly yeah. can. And I had a good touch pass about it. And then you get yeah. involved in a game and then, you, know, you 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 obviously you realise you're still playing for England. Mm. You're on the pitch. Yeah. You're just playing football, mm. and you're doing what you've done every single day. Amazing. So, but yeah. it's still amazing. You, you only got you only got one cap. Is that right? Yeah, one cap. Obviously, more than many others, including myself. But why why do you think that was? Why do you think you never? Unfortunately, there's just so many 
talented wide players at the right. time. You look at that squad, you know, Who's at the time him? you had Aaron Lennon, Theo Wilcott, Stuart Downing, Ashley Young, Ashley Young you know, there were so many <coughs> that were playing in that position and, and I think I was close. I was in the preliminary squads for the, the other games after that, but unfortunately, yeah, didn't, because um, I was still playing week in, week out in the Premier League and still yeah. doing well, but the competition for places is, is too good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tough, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, you've done it. Played for your country. That's, you say you, no one can take that away from you. Uh, towards the end of your career, you have a short spell at Norwich, which goes permanently in 2015. It was a bit of an injury hit. Was that when the injuries really started to occur more? Yeah, unfortunately. like I went, I went to Norwich on loan. Um, had an unbelievable start there. Scored on my debut. We won 3-1. Um, had a, scored on my second game in the Cup. Yeah. Played about I don't know eight or nine games. Played really well. The team was flying, and then I decided to to go into a tackle that I never normally go into any yeah. tackles. You know me, yeah. uh, and I block tackled Yaya Torre, and yeah, that ain't a good idea, geese. Yeah, well, funny enough, it the ball bounced, and I went into tackle with Sanya. So I, I was uh, yeah, but no, so I'd done my knee, and then I sort of I'd done my me, me uh, my medial, and it was like the deep fibre. And mm. they were like, oh, you know, scan shows this should be out for like nine, ten weeks. So mm. I was out for nine, ten weeks, got back playing. And my knee was never the same. Mm. It was so sore. And I, I then, in the end, in the pre-season, was like, I just can't do it anymore. So I had the operation. And then they saw that my medial wasn't really attached properly. So I had to have the surgery. Got back. First training session, I got back. I, I smashed my ankle in training. Uh, mm. But because I was desperate to get back I carried on Mm. scans jabs had all sorts of jabs Um, in the end again struggled through and then had operation and found out that my basically my cartilage on the scan was Mm. like that but as soon as you touched it when I went in and touched it it all fell off so I had like two centimetres by two centimetres two centimetres where there was like no cartilage on so I had to have a microfracture of my ankle <clears throat> which I was, you know, going under the knife. I was supposed to be out for about three or four weeks. It was about nine and a half months. Yeah. Um, and then getting, you know, basically like through that, I picked up yeah. and I picked up IT band friction syndrome. Yeah. So your mechanics move, you change, you, yeah. you start walking differently, you run differently. I picked up so many little muscle injuries, you know, just getting mm. back to that last little bit. Um, but yeah. it was very difficult. Um, say, but, during that time, what impact did that have like, mentally? Because it's, yeah. it's, we've all been players, but it's hard being out for however long. But that, that, stop, that was start hard. routine. Yeah. I think for me, the, the, the biggest thing was like, it was the pain. Like, I was in pain every day, like the walking, like walking down the road. Like, I couldn't do it. It was sore. But I was like, so my, my wife and I, we just had our first son, like our, our son. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so we made a sort of a, a decision as, 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 a, as parents that it would be better to, for me to concentrate on rehab and be there. So she, my wife moved back down south to yeah. have a bit of help mm-hmm. with little one. And so I, I was giving everything to, to get myself fit. And that, that was like hard to miss out on a lot of him. Like she come up and back, but yeah. I missed out on a lot of that. Well, but I was concentrating. Well. Yeah. And then you're sat, you go into training and as much as like, you know, the lads go out and train and then they yeah. come back in, they're in for a bit and then they go, yeah. like, when you're injured, you're in before, you're, you know, the, the, the gym, where's the gym? It looks yeah. out over the pitch, yeah. you know, you're watching mm. everyone train, you're then, like, coming, you're, mm. you're there in the afternoons doing the gym sessions, you're on the bikes, mm. you know. I was fortunate that 
well, not for them, but they were on. I had two other players, or one in particular that had. Um, he's, he's Louis Thompson. He snapped his Achilles twice. You know, he's had his operation twice, so he was with me the whole time yeah. I was injured. So one day he was like having a bad day. I would try and pick him up when I was having a yeah. bad day. He picked me up, but they're tough days. They are tough days. And would you would you say whether you knew it then at the time or looking back now, did you go for a, a phase of depression? Um, I think depression's a, it's a hard one. Definitely dark days, tough yeah. times, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, I, as I mentioned about the pain, it's, I used to, uh, some days, like, you know, I'd go back on my own, sit on the, you know, sit on the sofa, have a little cry to myself, just because mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. You know, you're getting battered from press, you're getting battered from fans because you're, you're not playing, you're injured again, you're doing this, but they, they don't see the other side of the game that, you know, regardless of, you know, like family and, Sun and everything else that goes yeah. on. Yeah, I'm I'm in training every single day. Like six out of seven days, I was in doing everything, grafting, yeah. doing everything I possibly could, and still couldn't sort of get over the line. Yeah. and that's that's hard to to take. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah, it's tough. Look, you, yeah. you speak really well, and even when you was playing, you know, you the, the taboo subjects in football about depression and you know, gay players about coming out and openly being the professional ranks do you think do you both think football is still stuck in its ways or do you think it's slowly moving oh God, in the right direction I, just listening to, to Jar talk about the injuries and that I can relate to him I had long term injuries you know and yeah. I was never the same part and, that, and you, do, you do have dark days because at the end of the day footballers were in a privileged position yeah. and I, I for one really appreciated everything I got out of the game but to not be able to do it since it hurts you, yeah. and, and it burns you. You know, when you, yeah. Jarvis, one of the hardest working footballers mm-hmm. and the most professional. If he couldn't get back fit and doing everything, I have no doubt in my mind he would have been doing everything he could. He, yeah. he was in West Ham, he was in the gym all the time, yeah. professional, lived right, and it's just horrible, mate, isn't it? When you can't, it was, and, yeah. and, and people don't see people don't see that, and it is obviously bigger things in the world. But like I said, because of people talking like Jarvis, like other players, I think people are appreciating it a little bit more, and there's yeah. a little bit more support for. For, for, and all sides of aspects, whether it's young players coming out of the game being told they're not yeah. wanted, whether it's players with long-term injuries and having you know mental problems, whether it's, you know, like you said, all sorts of things is a bit more understanding. Mm-hmm. So I think we're all moving in the right direction. Yeah. Good. Well, look, you've played obviously played in the Premier League. You know, it's the, for me the best league in the world. So, um, right, talking of Premier League, let, let's talk Man City Liverpool. They're basically going neck and neck, aren't they? Yeah. What? Uh, where's it going to go? Is the, where, are they going to go to the wire? Is someone going to slip up? Is their points going to be dropped? My feeling is it will go to the wire. I think I think they can still both slip up because of the quality of the Premier League. Yeah. Um, watching Manchester City last night and the way that they played, I was just like, it's just absolute elite football yeah. at the best. Yeah. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. FIFA, like a place, yeah, like a yeah. game, isn't it? It's the best game I've, football, I've seen in a long, long yeah, time. It's enjoyable, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Real Madrid played their part as yeah. well. You know, I didn't, I personally didn't believe that that team had that performance in them. Real Madrid, dogged quality. Mm. You know, you've obviously got Benzema, but um, in terms of the, the league, Sids, Man City, Liverpool, I'm quite happy to say that they're, they're the two of the best teams we've seen. Would have yeah. beaten our Chelsea team. Would have beaten the great Man United teams. I think they're just both of them are absolutely outstanding. 
Who, who you sticking your neck on the line for? If you've got to say one's got to win it. I, I, I genuinely think that it'll be Man City because I think both teams will win every game. Yeah. I can't see them. Really? I, I, I can't see them. Unless there's that massive hangover from any of the mm. Champions League games, I can't, I can't see them dropping points. Yeah. So I think in a minute it'll be Man City. Do you think, what well, my view says, do you think Pep was so furious last night that they didn't get the job done and yeah. dusted because yeah. Yeah. he thought the league... He could have, he could have maybe moved, changed three rounds of the burnabout yeah, and rested. I was going to say that. I mean, it could. You're saying it's going to go down to the wire. It could be a yeah. case of they're both going to progress. Yeah. And is that going to play? Listen, yeah. we all know the holy grail for Man City is the Champions League. He's going to want to yeah, win the league yeah, as yeah. well. Just quickly on, on Liverpool, I had this debate the other day. If Liverpool was to win the quadruple, mm-hmm. if there was, yeah. would they go down as the greatest Premier League team in yes. history? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You have to. I yeah. Think. Better than the better than the Man United '99, better than the Invincibles, better than the Chelsea's <clears throat> 04 yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm happy to I'm happy to say that because listen, we, we we judge teams, we judge teams on football. At the end of the day, it's, it's very subjective. Somebody likes Messi, somebody likes Ronaldo, but realistically, it's about winning trophies and scoring more goals than your opponents. So if you win all competitions you go in and yeah. nobody else has done that, you've got a massive argument to say that you're you're the greatest team, mm. Premier League team of all time. Yeah. So I mean, I've got no problem with that at all. For well, someone that is struggling, Man United, they're uh, they're obviously in a, mm. in a bit of a bad way. They face Chelsea at Old Trafford. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that one? Unfortunately for Man United, I can't see anything other than a Chelsea win. Mm. They yeah. just they're just in such disarray at the moment. It's 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 horrible to look at. Actually, mm. you know, obviously growing up from Surrey, mm. I was a United fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to see it sort of like this at the moment it's, it's yeah. hard to watch but um, yeah they I just I, I actually did, I was at the Chelsea game at West Ham um, and West Ham pl- defended so well yeah. and, and had really good breakaways but they've just got quality all over the yeah. pitch Chelsea and they've got the subs make the difference Lukaku mm. come on you, uh, Pulisic come on yeah. and scored you know they've, they've got a great squad yeah. of players that I just think they'll be too strong for United yeah. I think Chelsea beat them since Watching, I'm not obviously not a Man United fan, but um, it is it is sad to see because it's just like it's like mm. you can see panic, can't you? Yeah. Whether it's from Ra- Ralph Rangnick, he just he, you know the bench, the way that that's set up, you you know like the players panicked. I don't feel like there's a good leadership within that. Obviously, yeah. Ronaldo's a leader. Yeah. Obviously, Harry Maguire's a leader. Yeah. But for whatever, whatever, no one's got that situation yeah. at the club and can drag them out mm. and. You know, get them all together, and this comes. It's even above Ralph Rangnick for me. Um, you know, Ed Woodward's left now, and 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 they got Murta in, but the whole club just looks completely in yeah. disarray. Yeah. And I'm, you know, time will tell, but I'm not sure. Just changing another coach yeah. is it will help to a certain degree, but the problems are so much mm. ingrained in there the last ten years, and um, it's a cautionary tale, I think, for when Alex Ferguson left. 12 years ago of how not to run a football club how there was like no no preparation no I don't think anybody in that football club had an idea of Alex Ferguson's reach and influence so that you know you can never replace him but when he there should have been there should have been a period of time before he left mm. and I'll be I'll be surprised if this happened where a group of people directors maybe a technical director spoke to Alex Ferguson shadowed him Every day, like because he would have been, he, he would yeah. have been on top of things that people don't even realise he was on top of. Yeah. That all of a sudden that erodes away over the years goes by. That erodes away, the whole thing crumbles, 
and you end up where they are now, where they they massively the financial model I don't think sustainable. The place is in disarray, mm. and uh, nobody at the club can really plant their feet and go right. I can see, I can see where we're going now. Yeah. I can see it, and um, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough for Manchester United. Well, one club that has turned it around, Newcastle. They host Liverpool <laughs> in the early kickoff Saturday. We've backed Liverpool yeah. over Eddie Howe. Yeah. The job that he's done up to yeah. ninth in the Premier League. Can you see an upset? Can you see Newcastle pulling one off over Liverpool? I wouldn't put my money on it. Mm. I wouldn't back it. But out of all of the teams there, you know an Eddie Howe's team's going to be organised. Yeah. The shackles will be off as well. Mm. Liverpool are outstanding. But we'll just go back to this. I know we've been a big fan of Eddie, haven't we? I mean, when he came in, there was a lot of questions. It seems like forever ago, people were even considering him for relegation. Do you know what I mean? But we, we, I think that was the, the best... Appointment, yeah, that they could have made, and and, and also Dan Ashworth. I, I don't know what his situation, but if he's up there, that's another smart rec- appointment by Newcastle. Yeah. A, a little like a club, it must be. It's so exciting for Newcastle fans. The next ten years, they're going to go on a, a, a glorious yeah. ride together. Yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, let's give you some coral odds. If you think Chelsea will beat uh, United one 0 and Lukaku will be yeah. the uh, goal scorer, Coral will give you odds of twenty five to one. Um, just down below, Newcastle to pull off a 2-0 uh, home victory. That's an incredible 50-1. to one, Yeah. Um, which is where it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so there's your, there's your coral odds. Uh, right, the Super Series. We love a Super How Series. How are we doing? It's 13-13. Close, it's getting close. close. West Ham versus Arsenal is the pick of right. the Super Series. Uh, big game for both clubs. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to ask you both four questions. When you go Arsenal first, Josh, okay. I need to win this. So it's West Ham versus Arsenal. This is our the Europa League, though, isn't it? It's at yeah. West Ham, okay. But I know, he don't want to knock back <laughs> against West Ham. No, he don't. It's uh, West Ham v Arsenal. Right, here we go. Who will win the match? Close. Oh, I, I know it's close. Um, I think it's just because it's the Euro- Europa League. If if all goes well for West mm. Ham Europa League, there's that hangover from that. But Arsenal, I'm going to go a draw. I want West Ham to win, but I'm I'm going to go Arsenal. And for the same reason, Jarvo said. Yep. I think the club is so focused on Europa League yeah, now. They yep. have to be. Yeah. Who will score the first goal? Martinelli. Martinelli. Yeah. Yeah. I go. Saka's s- injured, right? Mm. He, he come off. Yeah. Touching, touching. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> just I was like such a goal. goal. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I I chuck it out there, and I'll I will say well, Ben Rama. Ben Rama. Right. Okay. Quick fire these ones. How many corners will there be? Joe Cole special. Eight. Eight corners. Ten. Ten corners. Wolf. Uh, how many players will be carded? How many cards in the game? I've got four. Four. Five. I think it'd be Five. quite naughty, yeah, a little oh, London thanks derby. That, thanks for that quick fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> people at home, remember, as ever, you can play along. Just head over to coral.co.uk. Answer the questions correctly to win cash prizes, but please gamble responsibly. Um, the All to Play For live event for our final show of the series. We're going to be doing a live recording in a pub. It's not going to be in the morning. It's going to be in the evening, so we can have a tip as well if you want. And it's going to be done in front of a live audience, and we want you to be a part of it. Uh, the evening will be Tuesday the 24th of May. A link in the description will be given for more details how to get involved. We've got some top-class guests. Don't yeah. give any away, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Uh, we've got some great surprises. And again, look, we want you to get involved. So we'll be putting up on our socials of, yeah. as well, of the location. It's going to be in a nice, friendly pub, great atmosphere, uh, and it's going to be a great show. 24th of May, get yourself booked in. Uh, that's what we've got time for. 
Jarvo, listen, thanks ever so much for coming on. It's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Just quickly before we go, what are you, what's the plans? What are you up to? If you're doing the, the media work. Yeah, just uh, continuing to do uh, media and enjoying that side of things. Um, so, in, coming on with you boys. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Probably, I'll, be seeing you, uh, I'll be seeing you next week. Right, you have been listening to the award-nominating podcast All to Play For, uh, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Next week, we're going to be saying the Oscar-nominated. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.